Hello and welcome to Wattcast. My name is Roger Watson and these podcasts are dedicated to readings of various articles that I've had published in newspapers and magazines. They reflect my views on politics, the pandemic and current affairs. Thank you very much for listening. Covid Mythbusters That Didn't Age Well This is a co-authored article with Dr Neil McRae in the Daily Skeptic of the 25th of July 2023. It seems such a long time ago when an awkward, contrarian group of people known as lockdown sceptics were reviled in the mainstream media. How misguided and immoral they were. As the Covid-19 pandemic continued to make waves, columnist Dan Hodges wondered whether anyone had ever been so proved so wrong. Somewhat incoherently, Hodges used the phrase lockdown denier, not as in denying the existence of this regime, but for its criticism. COVID-19 saw the emergence of an industry of fact-checking websites and censorship of alleged misinformation, portrayed as a danger to the public, health and safety. Official sources were almost as focused on refuting competing ideas as on providing supposedly useful and accurate information. A good example of this was a guide against coronavirus fake news issued by Castle Point MP Rebecca Harris in autumn 2020, probably following the publication of the Great Barrington Declaration by three eminent scientists challenging lockdown orthodoxy. It's well worth retrospective review. Was officialdom right? The MP's guide comprised 14 claims, each dismissed as fake news. In what follows, the myth is stated in bold. Uh, the refutation from Harris is quoted, but, I, but for brevity, I'm not going to do that in this podcast. Uh, you can read the whole thing at the link, but our assessment comes next. So all I'm going to do is state the fake claim uh, according to uh, Castle Point MP Rebecca Harris, and then state our own uh, take on that and our own fact check. So the first of these was 5G has caused the virus. Well, this is what we've got to say. This is a tactic of using an unrepresentative and extreme idea to discredit opponents. Politicians are good at asking themselves questions rather than responding to more important or legitimate concerns. Whatever the possible harms of 5G, the spate of massed installations during the first lockdown was unlikely to affect viral communication. So the fact check here, we say, is false. In other words, we agree with the fact check. Two, if you have COVID and aren't showing symptoms, you won't transmit the disease. Asymptomatic transmission of respiratory diseases is claimed and was before COVID-19. But by admission of the fact checkers, we do not, do not know how many people are asymptomatic. In theory, everyone in the population the MP's guide states a 14-day period is necessary for isolation, but this lacks evidence. Taken to its illogical conclusion, this principle would mean that everyone should be endlessly self-isolating and social distancing, because contraction of the virus is not limited to the symptomatic. Note that the guidance does not mention testing positive. If there was such faith in the tests, as discussed below, surely that would be definitive. Fact check unquantifiable. Next, face masks don't work. There's no high quality evidence for the effectiveness of face masks as shown 
by the Danmask 19 study, the only rigorous RCT of face masks to date, and the most recent Cochrane Systematic Review. But this was known as far back as the Spanish influenza outbreak of 100 years ago, and medical experts such as Anthony Fauci initially advised against mask use. Fact check, true. Masks are harmful to your health and can kill you. There is credible evidence to suggest that wearing masks can kill, and reports of adverse effects were published in the BMJ, ironically amidst the shrill climate alarmism about carbon dioxide, this gas of life was trapped in masks, reaching levels that were genuinely harmful in children. Fact check, partly true. We don't need to worry about a second wave of COVID-19, it's just the same as the normal winter cold and flu season. Official data show that there was indeed a second wave in the UK, attributed to a new but less dangerous variant of COVID-19, the Kent or Alpha variant. Toby Young was roasted by Covidians for apparently being proved wrong on this, but just as COVID-19 data in the initial outbreak probably included many people with influenza, it's likely that the second wave included some other coronaviruses, including the common cold. Although official sources suggested distinct symptoms of COVID-19, the trumpeted loss of taste and smell is not unique, also featuring in influenza. The populace was on high alert for COVID-19, inevitably influencing self-diagnosis and mass testing of dubious accuracy undoubtedly led to overestimated incidents. Moreover, the lockdown files leaked by Isabel Oakeshott revealed Health Secretary Matt Hancock asking colleagues when the new strain would be deployed. Fact check, the second wave was hyperbolic. 6. It only affects older people, so young people don't have to worry about it. Based on official mortality data, the threat of COVID-19 to healthy younger people was negligible. Everyone gets cold and an occasional flu, but it's predominantly frail older people who perish. Pneumonia, a bacterial sequel to influenza, is sometimes known as the old man's friend. The narrative around long COVID, obliquely mentioned in Harris's guide, has been crumbling with scientists unable to agree a definition, middle-aged women possibly confusing it with the onset of menopause, some reports mixing it up with the side effects of COVID vaccines, and the extraordinary finding that half of the people who report long COVID symptoms have never had COVID-19. Fact checked. True. There was no need for healthy young people to worry. 7. COVID-19 death rate is 0.1% of people that catch it. Was COVID-19 more lethal than flu? World Ometers shows an infection mortality rate of 0.99%, but this is faulty in both numerator and denominator. The latter depends on testing, which we'll consider below. Some people who died within 28 days of a positive test were deemed COVID-19 victims, if the physician issuing the death certificate included COVID-19 on the death certificate, including people dying from cancer, heart attacks or accidents, which undoubtedly added to the toll. The lockdown regime, by reducing access to health care, possibly contributed to the surge. Arguably, no disease has ever had such inflated mortality. Although this eventually became a casualty of mass testing, diluting the death rate. A WHO bulletin by John Ioannidis in 2021 estimated the median infection fatality rate of COVID-19 at 0.23% and in younger people at 0.05%. 
Fact check, partly true, slightly higher in older people and very low to negligible in younger people. 8. Testing is inaccurate and testing for COVID-19 has false positives of 80%. Leaving aside the controversy about the isolation of the virus, the PCR method is not designed for screening of infectious diseases. The UK government report on COVID testing indicated a false positive rate of 25%. This report, based on observational data, explained. If the operational false positive rate was 0.4%, 400 of the 1,570 positive tests would be false positives. That would represent 400 people being isolated when they were well, and much wasted effort in contact tracing. It's possible that a proportion of infections that we currently view as asymptomatic may in fact be due to these false positives. Fact check, partly true. Testing is inaccurate and the problem of false positive tests exists and is far from negligible. 9. We should let everyone catch the virus so we become immune even if it causes some deaths in the short term. This was the central argument about lockdown. Should the government save lives from the contagion or let it rip? A massive PR exercise ensured that the country was shut down with Boris Johnson, who initially favoured letting it rip, threatening citizens with arrest if they left home unnecessarily. In fact, as proposed in the much maligned at the time but now vindicated Great Barrington Declaration, painted at the time as tantamount to letting it rip, a strategy of focused protection of those vulnerable to COVID-19 was put forward and ignored. As this website, then named Lockdown Skeptics, warned at the time, lockdown was an unmitigated disaster, wreaking severe social, economic, educational and psychological damage for no significant health benefit. Fact checked, partly true. Elderly and vulnerable people should be protected if they want it, but few suggested otherwise. 10. Obesity kills more people than coronavirus. We were told that COVID-19 was the biggest threat to humanity since the Second World War or the Great Plague, varying by politicians' bluster. Ironically, after two years of pronounced daily death reports on the news in 2020-21, now politicians and mainstream media are mute on the persistent excess mortality that began after the pandemic declined. Fact check. True in the longer term, at least. 11. The government is using behavioural scientists and SAGE to brainwash and manipulate the public to achieve compliance with dangerous policies and laws. The government has since admitted use of covert and coercive means to manipulate society, as documented by State of Fear, a detailed expose by Laura Dodsworth. Whether or not it was the behavioural scientists and SAGE, a body including unabashed communist Susan Mickey, who was doing this or not is not the important point. The government, through various actors and agencies, subjected people to terrifying propaganda to increase fear and boost control. Fact check. True. 12. COVID-19 is man-made. The presence of the Wuhan Institute of Virology in the city of the first major COVID-19 outbreak inevitably aroused suspicion, particularly as its laboratories were engaged in gain-of-function research on SARS-like bat-vectored coronaviruses. Harris parrots the official narrative without satisfactory rebuttal of the lab leak thesis. Fact check, possibly true. 13. The government will force everyone to take a harmful and potentially lethal vaccine which is already buying millions of doses of with our money. The government will certainly tried, and failed, to force everyone to take a course of experimental injections which proved to be neither safe nor effective. 
COVID-19 vaccines are demonstrably harmful, as shown by the yellow card system, and sometimes lethal, as confirmed by coroner's reports. Fact check partly true. Finally, 14. Bill Gates has a vaccine to the coronavirus. Why is the government so keen to protect Bill Gates? He provided funding for COVID-19 vaccine development and distribution. Whether he personally had a vaccine ready is a spurious claim that is used to associate sceptics with wacky conspiracy theorists. Fact check. Red herring. Thankfully, there's now the investigative team at BBC Verify to rescue the truth from future pandemic propagandists. This podcast was produced in association with youpublicationslimited.com.